this. Let's talk about dreams. You tell me yours and I'll tell you mine. Clutch your pearls because this is bigger than a come up or a moment to shine. Yes, the finer things too are on my mind, but the dreams I hold much deeper inside really can't be held within the confines of my rhymes, but I'll give it a go. So here it is. Let me lay it all on the table. Yes, I do dream of money. Laying down this top mindset that being wealthy is a sin. I figured out that being broke didn't bring me no closer to God. I do not feel more righteous when times are hard. So yes, I want money and not just check to check, bill to bill. My father owns the cattle on a thousand hills. El Shaddai be his name, which means he's more than enough. So why should I be content with a checking account that's got a lifetime pass to ride the struggle bus? Ain't no way. I dream of enough to fill me up and overflow to you too. I dream of enough for every soul placed in my path of random strangers, mortgages, and car notes and land. I dream of enough to pass through my hands, enough to provide access and open doors for my people. And sis, I dream of freedom of options, of enough time off when I'm ill, of vacations without negotiations with somebody's boss, of first class and flights and feelings without being nervous over every little dime. Ultimately, sis, I dream of owning my own time. Sick and tired of bargaining for my mental health, one lousy PTO day at a time, three days to grieve, immediate family only, back to work because HR says you're fine. My sister, if your dreams be anything like mine, clutch your pearls again while I lay this on your mind. That nine to five, girl, it ain't the way to generational wealth. It's more like a generational curse passed down from birth, girl. You better get that good job with benefits and keep it. Meanwhile, you struggle. Overworked, underpaid, underappreciated with three times the competence of the one you call supervisor. Too talented for their cubicle, their office, their desk. Do not mean to offend, but I got to get this off my chest. Sis, what the hell you waiting on? What we do for them, we can be doing on our own. And nah, business ownership ain't no cakewalk road. But if I'm going to go through hell, it might as well be for a road I own. My own, because you either are an entrepreneur or you work for one. Well, my dreams took a vote and they unanimously decided I'm going to be the one holding the gun. Now, I hear your protests and I get it. This course ain't for everyone. I'm only talking to the sisters whose dreams keep them awake like mine. The message here, let's leave it behind. Imposter syndrome, fear, anxiety, and your comfort zone. Follow me out because we leaving all that full alone. And girl, let's go start that business. Woo! I felt every line in that one. Welcome to MJ and the Word podcast. I am MJ. And I am the Word. DJ Word to be exact. DJ, Woo! come on. Let's let hold on. Let's just dive into some of them lines. You know what? Because <laughs> it was so much. I was like, oh, yes, yes. Everything huh. from, you know, generational wealth. You talked about if, if I'm going to be an entrepreneur. Or would you say I work for an entrepreneur or if I'm going to be one, I might as well be the entrepreneur. Yeah. And I mean, it was just, what? I was like, yeah. yes, I felt every line of that. <laughs> that was fire. Fire. Thank you. Thank you. I, I felt that I think in a different way than I have in the past because of where I am right now. You know, mm -hmm. it's not just 
writing about it. This is a lived experience for me right now. This is, um, you know, a lot of times I write about things that are in the past or things that other people may be experiencing, but this is something that is real and is life for me at this moment. So I feel it in a different way. Yeah. And you know what? I feel it too. As you know, um, mm -hmm. I have started my own entrepreneurial venture and you're right. It's a lot of work and you put in mm -hmm. a lot of hours, but it's different when it's yours. It's different yeah. when it, you're achieving something that's in line with your vision. Uh, because when you do work for a company, you have to follow, you know, their guidelines and their vision. And I mean, and this is nothing against nine to fives, you know, I'm very much about, you know, there being different companies and organizations and people working where they think it's a good fit. But the reality is, it's just not for everybody. Just right. Entrepreneurship is not for everybody. Working for someone else um, and conforming to their standards is not for everybody either. So there are some people with that entrepreneurial spirit who just you know, that that's why the name of this episode is start the business, just mm -hmm. go for it. And it, yeah. it there, there are so many different things that you can achieve when you, you know, start a business for yourself. Yeah. And, and, and I want to touch on something you just said that's so, I think, important. You said um, something in regards to the entrepreneurial spirit. Mm -hmm. And I, I want people to understand that that's not always evident for everybody. Yeah. Um, you may not feel that growing up. You may not feel that even in your adulthood. You may not feel like it's for you. Um, because I didn't always. I was afraid of it. You know, let me make this clear. It's always been for me. <laughs> mm -hmm. I wasn't mm -hmm. always for it. Okay. So because in my mind I was against it, I didn't realize it was for me. I didn't realize that that was a door I was supposed to open because I had this, um, I was closed. My mind was closed to the idea of being on my own. I was allowing um, fear, like mm -hmm. I mentioned in the poem, anxiety. Um, and I think most of our imposter syndrome to, to guide my decisions and to cause me to put more faith and confidence in somebody else's work than I was willing and able to put in my own. You know, and so for anybody out there that's like, well, I just don't have an entrepreneurial spirit. Um, you might, it just be, it may just be your mindset that's in the way, <laughs> you know, your thinking may be in the way. And if that's you, let me tell you this, you are not going to be able to be comfortable. You're not going to be able to rest until you do the thing that it, that is, was called for you to do, you know, mm -hmm. that you're called to do until if it is meant for you, um, you can choose to ignore that road, uh, but it's going to be hard. It is going to be hard. And I, that's the crossroads I came to where it's like, I have no choice. I yeah. can't, I'm, I'm, I'm miserable and, and I'm unhappy in a way that I've never been. And I have no choice, but to branch out and make this work. Yeah, absolutely. And you, I agree with you, because I'll tell you one of the reasons I always steered clear of entrepreneurship is because it is scary. Because, you know, when you work for another organization, you know, like, I don't have the responsibility of trying to find clients, I don't have the responsibility <laughs> of trying to figure out accounting and all the different things you have to do, especially, you know, when you're just getting it off the ground, you're in startup phase, you're pretty much you wear every hat, unless mm -hmm. you, can, you know, hire people right away. 
but it, it's scary. There is a certain, you know, you have to have a certain mindset, like you said, when you go into that, because there are going to be some days where you are building a plane as you're flying, as you're flying it, right? You're like, right. okay, I have no idea if I'm doing this right from an accounting and a tax standpoint, but let me get some help. And that that's something too, I want to say, because I learned this real quick, and I do have a couple of coaches. I learned that if you're going to really succeed, and if you're really going to do well, you have to, you know, seek out people who've done this work. And so I do have a coach, just so everybody knows, I have my own um, DE&I consulting firm, and I have a great friend, his name is Dar Mayweather, shout out to Dar, and he has his own consulting firm, and it's called Doing the Good Work. And so yeah. he does a lot of DE&I work as well. And I felt like it was important to get a coach because I'm like, why try to figure this out on my own when there are people who've been in the field and doing this work longer than me? And that's another thing I think people need to understand about entrepreneurship. Even the best top CEOs have coaches. Mm -hmm. you know, so mm -hmm. you're, not, you're never really alone in trying to figure right. this out completely on your own if you seek right. out resources. And that's, let me talk to the sisters for a minute. And, and, and this is another podcast for another day. We're going to dig all the way into this topic. But mm -hmm. one of the things that I believe that holds so many of us back from greatness is that we don't ask for help. Mm -hmm. We don't know how to lean on somebody else. We don't have, and we haven't had a safe space to say, I don't know how to do A, B, and C without being criticized, without being torn down. We, we're, we buy into the idea that we're supposed to know everything. Superheroes are supposed to know it all, right? We're supposed to be able to carry the weight of the world on our shoulders. So when it comes to entrepreneurship, you are going to be launching out into a world that you really know nothing about. Mm -hmm. um, especially since even in 2022, a lot of us that are stepping out to have our own business, we're first gen. We're first yes. gen business owners. Our parents didn't do this. Our grandparents didn't do this. So there is no a uh, body to to hold our hand nobody that we already feel comfortable with you know to hold our hand or we didn't grow up like a lot of our white counterparts in the family business and now you're just doing what you know to do we didn't grow up in that and so this mindset that a lot of us carry as as black women that i'm supposed to know i'm supposed to have it all together I, I don't ask for help, which by the way is a trauma response, okay? If you don't ask people for help and you're afraid to ask for help and you won't ask, that's trauma. And I need you to heal from that, all right? <laughs> and throw that out there. But I think that holds us back because when you get ready to go into your purpose, into your calling, into something that you haven't done before, when you get ready to really change, there is going to be an element of it that you know nothing about that you will have to ask for help, yes. period. And yeah. that's something that I had to deal with myself is being okay not knowing and realizing that it's okay that there are some things I'm never gonna know. That's why I have a partner. That's mm -hmm. why you have a coach. That's why you have helpers. You know more about certain things and I know more about certain things and that's okay. So we have to, going into this, we have to get help because we're, it's a change that we're making and change is painful. Mm -hmm. um, but staying the same can be painful too. And so it's just, you got to get to that point where the pain of staying the same outweighs the pain of change or you won't, you won't change. <laughs> 
Exactly. And you know what? There's so many different paths to entrepreneurship too. So there, and we want to be real clear. We are not anti, you know, work for another organization. Mm -hmm. Um, you can work for another organization, but also have your own business. And there's so many people who do that. Uh, and there are people who always do that. There are some people who, you know, work for an organization and then they always have their own business. And then there are some people who, you know, work for an organization and eventually transition to working solely for themselves um, mm -hmm. and operating their own business. And then there are some people who have, you know, had businesses for years and they're like, you know what, okay, I'm going to sell this. <laughs> sell this business mm -hmm. and go back to working for someone else so I mean it's just so many different ways right but can we talk about something you said um when you did the spoken word piece you said generational wealth yes the reason why I think so I, I don't think I know the reason why a lot of people have not been able to acquire generational wealth is because I think um, because we don't own businesses at the mm -hmm. same rate as some of our like white counterparts. Mm -hmm. And I think entrepreneurship is one of the ways to close that generational wealth gap. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there's studies on it. You know, I always talk about studies and research. <laughs> I mm -hmm. can't help it as a scholar in me, but there's so much data that supports that. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to be straight up real. I have yet to meet a billionaire who got to billionaire status from working a nine to five <laughs> from working for somewhere typically they own and operate their own business or they they're investors they they invest in stocks or whatever it may be but usually they work for themselves they they, they have some kind of enterprise that they run that's that's so true and and you know just to kind of piggyback off what you said as well um we're not anti people working a nine to five, if that's what they want to do, if it, if it's what makes them happy. I mean, at the end of the day, we're both entrepreneurs, but we don't need workers. We're going to need people who want to, to work a job. You know, the bigger right. we get, the more people we're going to need. Um, but at the end of the day, it's about that fulfillment. And so if you're not feeling that fulfillment inside, working for someone else, that's when you know that you need to move forward. And in, in regards to generational wealth, <laughs> that's not everybody's goal. Okay. Yeah. I get yeah. it. It's not everybody's dream. It is mine. It is yours. You know, I talked not only about generational wealth in the uh, spoken word piece, but I also talked about, you know, being able to pay the mortgage for people. I follow um, a young lady on, um, Facebook. I don't have permission to say her name, so I, I won't. I don't want to get sued. But <laughs> she is amazing. She is amazing. She's an entrepreneur. She's a young Black woman who has is building an empire through mm. digital course uh, recipes. And, and I'm telling you, this young woman is a millionaire. But what inspires me so much is that she gives. She is able to say, hey, mm, I'm picking you know what? The Lord told me to pick you. I'm picking this person right here. And she just paid, bought a house cash for two people in Memphis. And she wow. just chose them. And she's going to be choosing um, more in December. And houses, that's just some, you know, it just tips the iceberg of what she's done. There was some family saying that they wanted to go to Disney World. It's like a family of seven. And she's like, huh, gotcha. No problem. She paid for it. And she's not able to do that working waiting on someone else to give her a check 
she's able to do that and to build this wealth for her family because she's betting on herself. Mm -hmm. She's putting a hundred percent into herself. And uh, she just recently got married and, you know, God is blessing this woman. I wish I could say her name, but I don't like to call people out when they have given me permission. To uh, do yeah. I hear but you. I'll, I'll put her name in on YouTube, but um. Uh, she probably won't mind. Her name is Ashley Grayson. Okay. She probably won't mind. She puts everything on Facebook, you know, <laughs> that she does and it's public. So you can actually sign up for her course to find out how she did this. But um, that sister is amazing. And that to me is, is the, the idea behind generational wealth, not even just in your family, but in, in other families as well. You know what I'm saying? A, being able to create wealth in in other people and plant yes. seeds in gardens that you will never eat from, you know, being able to look at somebody else's child, um, you know, and uh, somebody else's generations, you know, somebody else's family and being able to help them to get to a wealthy place. And you don't have to want to be an entrepreneur. It's just the odds of you doing that mm -hmm. <laughs> while you're working for someone else are slim. They're very slim. I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's slim because what you can do in, in your earning uh, potential is limited, y'all. Right. Let's just be real. When you work yeah. for somebody else, your earning potential is limited to what they say your work is worth. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean your work is worth that, but your potential to earn is limited to what that company says your work is worth. Yes. How can you, how can you really store up if they're saying, Hey, you worth 65,000. That's what we, that's what this is worth to us. Exactly. 65,000. How is that enough for you to live and do the things that you really want to do and become a millionaire and give that, you know, give enough to your family and the, and your grandkids and your great grandkids. Um, I think you have mentioned this to me before in conversation, when people are able to do that, it's because they're taking their paychecks and they're using it to get stocks. Mm -hmm. they're, they're, you know, they're buying into investments. So they're even using their nine to five to do, to fund other things. Right. But the actual millionaire part is usually not just coming from the nine to five. Exactly. And I do want to say this too. I feel like it's important that we mention this. Because I will say there, there are still a lot of obstacles for Black women in particular when it comes to entrepreneurship, because we don't get as many uh, in, investors. And there's some other things there where it's like, it, it can be harder. Um, but I will say, and this helped open my eyes when we went to the We Mean Business Success Summit uh, here in Memphis. There are so many resources out there that a lot of us don't even know about. So mm -hmm. that can make entrepreneurship kind of scary too if you don't know like oh okay so if i become a certified small business or a certified minority-owned business mm -hmm. then that opens me up to certain contracts from the government like I, i'm eligible for certain things and incentives and that's another thing too is it can be scary if you don't know what resources are out there for you because mm -hmm. one thing i will say that i really appreciate it i feel like more and more big corporations have been committed to helping black mm -hmm. women entrepreneurs and black entrepreneurs period um like i know there's initiative this one initiative and 
I don't want to get it wrong, but I think it's 1 million black businesses and that's done mm -hmm. by Operation Hope. And they, I mean, it's just a ton out there. So there has been this increase in the number of big corporations and investors who are willing to invest and support mm -hmm. small black owned, women owned businesses. Mm -hmm. So I feel like now is a great time to be like, mm -hmm. okay, let me, if I'm gonna do it, now's the time because at least I know I will have the support and resources I need to actually launch a successful mm -hmm. business. Mm -hmm. I think that that is so important to bring up that is that the resources are there. They they're are there. there, you know, you have to look for them, you know, but there are grants there. There are opportunities there. And y'all, let me just put this out there, okay? <laughs> let me just put this out there because I want to make sure that we don't have any misunderstanding here, okay? Because, you know, this, this show, uh, we talk um, mostly about issues that uh, affect and impact Black women. But let me make myself very clear. There are some wealthy white people out here who will put you up on free game. Yes. Please do not get it in your head that every wealthy white person is racist and doesn't want to see you succeed. Yeah, yes, that is true. that is a true story that there are some, but mm. it's not true that it is all. And mm. there are some that are so wealthy, they don't even care if you succeed or not. It's not about that. So they'll tell you what you need to know. They will, they will make the connections for you. Why? Because they don't see you as competition, you know? They are comfortable where they are financially. They, they are happy with what they've achieved. So they don't see your success as a possible potential threat, threat to them. So there aren't people, black and white, who will mm -hmm. absolutely put you up on game and tell you, this is what I did, A, B, C, D, E, F, and G. And you know some of them, of course, coaches want to be paid, nothing wrong mm -hmm. with that, but there are some that'll give you the information for free. But we have to, it all, y'all know I am a mental health expert. I'm a, I'm a licensed um, clinician in mental health and <laughs> everything goes back to mindset because mm -hmm. if you don't even put it in your head that I can do this, you know, after you want to, <laughs> if you don't get it in your head that you can do it and um, that is something that you should be doing, it's something that you deserve, it's something that is worthy of you, you know, that you're worthy of this. If you don't change that mindset, you won't even look for the resources. You won't mm -hmm. even apply for the grant. You won't even ask when you're in the room with somebody who has the potential to, to be your connect. You won't even, I talked about this before, um, you won't even push the door. You'll be sitting up there praying, saying, Lord, open doors for me, open doors for me. And he might've unlocked five doors right there in the room where you are, but because you're sitting there and you won't go push the door mm -hmm. and pushing the door sometimes just looks like you walking up asking somebody that has the ability to help you. Hey, can you help me? Hey, would you look at my product? Hey, can, can you listen to my stuff? You know, can you taste the cakes that I bake? Push the door. Push the and door. Your mindset is wrapped up in fear and and imposter syndrome. And I don't really know what I'm doing. If you are letting that consume you, you won't push the door. Exactly. And, and you know what? I agree with that wholeheartedly. Because I mean, you do step out on faith whenever, because <laughs> you just don't know. Like this could go really well, or I could bomb it. And, and this is the thing too about entrepreneurship. 
there are going to be times where you fail. You have to become comfortable with not always succeeding the first time. That is so important. Uh, And that's what pretty much anything in life, but especially when you take on an entrepreneurial venture, especially because you're learning for the first time how to do certain things. There are going to be times where you'd be like, oh, that that was a mess. I was really hoping that went differently. (laughs) But it it wasn't that successful. I only had two people show up to my my webinar, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. Back to the drawing board, you say, okay, what can I do? You you kind of figure out what your audience is looking for and you you try it again and you know you do it differently. And so mm-hmm. I think for a lot of people too, you know, people who are scared of failure, you just at a certain point, you have to become almost you have to kind of embrace failure a little bit. You know, you have to embrace the idea that you're gonna be learning as you go and that with mm-hmm. each you know, I get failure, you know, with each failure, you're learning something, you're growing in the process. So you, that, that's important too. Uh, when we do, when you talk about entrepreneurship and just life in general, <laughs> I think yes. got to let that go. You can't hang on to, oh my goodness, it didn't go right. The first time I give up, you're going to be giving up all your life. If you, if you go with that mentality. That, that is so true. And at the end of the day, we have to accept and understand that rejection can be your best friend. Yes. It really can. It's, you know, failure can be your best friend. It's showing you what direction you need to go in, what changes you need to make. You're not, you don't learn that from success. You learn that when something doesn't work, you know, exactly. you, you learn how to go back and fine tune what it is you need to do. So you have to really kind of get comfortable and, and embrace that yes. idea that this not only can go wrong, it probably will at some point. Mm-hmm. You know, what it I'm will. Saying? Exactly. you know, it's probably going to go, go really wrong at some point. And I think what um, hinders us is that so many of us have a false sense of, secur- false sense of se- security in our jobs, because mm. did you know that can go really wrong? Yeah. It can go really wrong. Unless you have been working on the same job your whole life, then not, that means that you may have to make changes along the way. Okay, Mm -hmm. unless you grew up, you got you turned 18, you started working on a job and you have been there forever, then that means that if you've left positions and gone to other um, places for one reason or the other, where you were was not working out for you, whether it was, you know, you wanted more money, you wanted more higher title, you wanted more responsibility, you didn't like the environment, you know, it doesn't have to be a negative reason, it could just be, you know, you were tired of it and you were ready to move on. For whatever reason, that particular company in that particular position, it got to a place where it was no longer working for you. And we embrace that, you know, when somebody else is at the head of it, you know, so we have to learn how to embrace that for ourselves because at any given moment, your company could close. At any given moment, you can get fired. (laughs) At any given moment, you can walk in and they just say, well, we just throwing away your whole department. We don't, Mm -hmm. we realize we don't need this. Or, you know, they, you could get demoted. I mean, there are so many what ifs, but we wake up and we face those every day. Every day. And we go forward and we go clock in or sign in or show up. And we're facing that rejection every day because in our mind we have this false sense of security and it's like put that same energy that same effort towards your own thing just like Mm -hmm. that job can go wrong but you show up okay this Mm -hmm. can go wrong but you still show up you know exactly showing up for you 
betting on yourself, I think is the most rewarding thing on this planet, but it's one of the most difficult things uh, for us to do. Yeah, I agree. And you know what? The thing I love about, uh, you know, a lot of Black communities is we already have it in us. A lot of it's just, we, we're not creating enterprises like you know but like that hustle and we could talk about hustle too because you helped me get a term out of my vocabulary side hustle talk we'll about come back to that though you helped me get that out of my mindset so we're gonna come back to that but a lot of us already have it like when I look at like some of my cousins and relatives you know I got an aunt she she bakes cakes um I have you know some relatives who are doing all types of like stuff on the side or see I just did it <laughs> but who are doing things in addition to their regular jobs and I'm like I wonder how prosperous they could be if they actually you know started an LLC or if they actually started an Etsy shop online and um, created it into a more formal business so that way they could eventually pass that down to someone else or sell it or uh, grow their wealth substantially mm -hmm. compared to you know just saying like oh you know i'm gonna go to church and let them know hey i make this uh i do this you know there's just right. it's in us a lot of us like because i see it i'm like all right i see you out here hustling you mm -hmm. grind it yeah. <laughs> so it, yeah it's just it's a process innate. yeah it's innate can we mm -hmm. go there for just a second if, yeah if, if, if we are talking about you know the the first people uh, on this planet and, and where they came from, that was a region near Africa, okay? And that means that they were creators. They mm -hmm. were uh, inventors, okay? They, what you see here, <laughs> they, after being, being created themselves, then that means they had to go out and start creating things, mm -hmm. right? So that's in our bloodline, it's in our DNA. We come from people who, we're creators who said, you know what, this doesn't exist and I need it. So let me go and make one. Mm -hmm. There's no traffic light here. And this would make way more sense if it was, you know, so let me go ahead. Let me create this. You know, hey, these peanuts, this, somebody write about this. Let me fix this. You know? Right, right. <laughs> like, I need these and iron. I need this. I got, you know, this is the way we doing this is too difficult. So let me go ahead and create another way for it to be done. So <laughs> that's when you when you say it's in us, y'all, no, for real. It really, really is in <laughs> us to be creators and to be innovators. And an entrepreneur is just another type of creator. That person mm -hmm. is creating a lane for something. They're creating some type of business. And so it, um, you know, we just have to believe that that's there and learn how to fine tune that, mm -hmm. learn how to refine it and get the help and the resources that we need to be able to sell what is already on the inside of us. Yes, yes. And, you know, and you spot on. And one thing, let's go back to the side hustle piece. So I would like to personally thank you because I, y'all, I used to be so bad about saying like, oh yeah, you know, I got my business, you know, I got a little side hustle in addition to, you know, working in higher education. I had to completely, BJ, you helped me get that out of my mindset. You're like, that's not a side hustle. That's your enterprise. It's yours. Like, even if you do work another job, that's that's your baby you have put a lot of work and time into that so to to diminish it 
you know you're almost diminishing it yeah. and downplaying your business and your enterprise by calling mm-hmm. it a side hustle so for anybody who does work you know for someone else or work for a different organization in addition to having your own business one thing we want to encourage is do not call it a side hustle because it's <laughs> not it is your it's enterprise not. You know, and so thank you because you yes. had to correct me a few times. I'm like, okay, I am getting this out of my mindset and change my mindset and, you know, fine tune that language. Like, no, this is, this is my business. This is yes. my organization. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That, and that was a road that I had to walk myself. You know what I'm saying? And let me make it clear. There are people with quote unquote side, side hustles. Mm-hmm. That's all it is for them is a side hustle. Okay, but just because something is not your main source of income does not mean it's not your main thing. Okay, Mm -hmm. if something is keeping you up at night or waking you up at night, if there is something that is on your mind when you wake up first thing in the morning, you have to stop yourself and say, wait, okay, before I start even thinking about that, let me pray first. Let me get up and stretch. Let me meditate. (laughs) Like you got to try to put it in a box because you think about it so much. Honey, that ain't no side gig. That's not Mm -hmm. a side hustle. First of all, I get that the word hustle has more than one meaning, you know, because it can mean to work hard, to go fast or whatever, but it also can mean like a trick. This ain't no joke I'm playing on you. This is not a hustle. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm not selling fake CDs out of the trunk, you know, trying to get over on you. I'm not standing on the side of the corner with one of those little card games, you know, tricking you out of your money. That's a hustle. I'm not hustling you. Okay. That's number one. So the second thing is, this is my heart. This is my passion. This is the purpose. This is the reason that I was put on this earth. Just because you have to go all day to a job and then you have to come home and try to do this, that does not make it something that's on the side, okay? Mm-hmm. And we have to be careful with that verbiage because we hear everything that we say. Yeah. <laughs> we hear it. Our purpose hears it, okay? Um, the, the universe hears it. And not only that, people hear it. So if you start talking about this thing that you love, that you're so good at, and you know in your mind you want it to be a multi-million dollar uh, enterprise one day, and you sit up here calling it a side hustle, you are giving people the permission to treat it that way. And so that's how you get folks calling you at eight o'clock at night, talking about they need a cake at eight in the morning. Can you bake it for them? And they want it to be five tiers and every layer to be different uh, flavor in the middle. (laughs) You're the one calling it a side hustle instead of acting like it's a legitimate business. You know, mm. that's how you get people calling you at 7 a.m. saying they want their hair braided at 7.30 and that they don't get paid until two days later. So can they pay you when they get their uh, get their check two days later, but they need their hair braided right now? That's because you're giving them permission to do that by acting as though this is not important. Yes. And when you use the term side hustle, this Gary, this is my little side hustle. Little Excuse me? No, it's not. Um, we have to change that that mindset and that verbiage. And have, we have to change the way we speak about the thing that is so important to us. Now, if that's all it is, sis, is a side hustle. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You know, you pull in money just doing something on the side, if that's what you want to call it, go ahead. But for those of us that this is real, <laughs> you know, this is a business. This is the thing that we want to do. We cannot use that term, mm-hmm. uh, side hustle. This is your main thing. Honestly, the nine to five is the side hustle, okay? (laughs) Because you're just using that to fund this other thing over here, all right? Don't get it twisted. Nobody puts their energy, their sweat, their tears, their blood, their their life source uh, into no side piece. 
people don't do that for no side piece. The side piece <laughs> is there for one reason and one reason only. Okay? Right. No, I hear that. <laughs> the ring, the commitment, the devotion, all of that, that that's at home. You're going right. to keep that at home. That's where all your good stuff goes, home. The side piece is there to, to fulfill one goal. <laughs> and so when I think back, you know, nine to five is there to fulfill one goal. It's a paycheck and you need it at the time. It's there to pay your bills. It's there to make sure your mortgage gets paid. It's there to make sure you have a little extra so you can pay your your um your report, your annual report every year for your LLC. Right. <laughs> It's there to make sure you got enough money to pay for your logo until you get some customers coming in. But I, I just would challenge all of us to switch that. And if you have something that you know is a business for you and that you want to be an entrepreneur, I don't care if you don't have not one customer right now. When people ask you what you do, start telling them, I own my own business. Mm -hmm. I own blah, 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 blah. Oh, you don't work at such and such place no more? Oh, yeah, I still go there. I still work over there, too. Let <laughs> Yeah. Verbally, stop putting that out there and let it be known that's just something that I'm doing right now mm -hmm. <laughs> but this thing right here I own my own company you mm -hmm. have got to start saying that to people but you have to start saying it to yourself so that thing can yes. become real in your mind and so that nine to five that's all you give it you don't give it nine to ten at night see when you have when you give main character energy to, to a J-O-B that you know you want to leave, it causes you to, to overwork. It right. causes you when it, you know, you're a salaried employee and they start asking you, can you do all this extra stuff? It causes you to say yes. It causes you to be the last one there late at night. And then when you go home, you don't even have the energy to work on the thing that you really want to do. When you shift that frame of mind and start saying, you know what, you just temporary, bro. You just here for right now. Um, so that means it, 430. <laughs> I'm going to shut this down. Whatever's not done, I'm, I'm going to not do it today. It's going to wait until tomorrow because I got to get to my main thing. I have to get yeah. to my company. All right. Start calling exactly. yourself a business owner if that's what you want to be. I love that. And you know what? You said something. I'm like, I'm a, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. So even if you do have, you know, your, the company you work for and then you have your business owner, if somebody asks you, or you're a business owner, I mean, if somebody asks you, hey, what do you do? Lead with, I own such and such company. Like, you know, start with that. Like, that is you. That's your enterprise. Like, when you think of branding and marketing, you are your biggest marketer as a, as a business owner. So lead with that instead of saying, oh yeah, I work down the street at, you know, this organization. Lead with your organization and mine. I love that. Absolutely. I love that. You know how bold of a statement that is? Mm -hmm. You know what you're, what you're putting out there when you say that? You know what you're, what you are manifesting when you say that? What do you do? I own my own company. I own A, B, C, D, E, F, and G. Oh, okay. Do you do anything else? Oh, well, yes, I still work at such and such, but I'm just there for now, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, make the statement and keep saying it until you believe it yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know what? One other thing I want to say too, um, just looking at the movement, and I think the pandemic has really, it has mm -hmm. really opened the eyes of a lot of people like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I could be doing my own thing, you know, and and we have seen the great resignation for several reasons. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with people just want more of a work life balance. 
they want more control over, you know, their time. They want to mm -hmm. own their time. You talked about that. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, and so there has been this increase, this, this drastic rise in the number of people who have gone out on their own. Mm -hmm. For me, I, I feel like, you know, the pandemic, it has been, you know, a, a tragic time in our history. But at the same time, it's been like a great awakening for a lot of people too. Yes. Because they're realizing, huh, you know, there's more to life <laughs> than just clocking in and clocking out. You know, I could be doing something that brings me value, brings me meaning. And I think that's a big part of the reason we have seen so many people decide to go into entrepreneurship, to, to start their own businesses and to kind of have more control over their time and how much, you know, they can spend time with their families and go on vacations and not feel not feel bad for wanting to do that and prioritize themselves. So I see some people who, um, you know, run their own organizations and they're entrepreneurs and I follow some people on Instagram. And I mean, I'd be seeing like people hanging out by the pool with their laptops working. <laughs> like, you know what, this, this is my office and I'm enjoying life while I do work. Whereas you may not have that same flexibility. Um, so I think that's important too to mention, like, yeah, you put in long hours, but you have so much ownership of your own time and yes. experience when you're running your yes. own organization. Yes. And, and here's the thing too, you know, you, you reap the benefits immediately and directly. Yes. It's like putting in four hours, cleaning your own house versus four hours cleaning somebody else's house mm. it's four hours no matter how you look at it but this is mine <laughs> I'm living in this I get to directly reap the benefits of the work that I'm putting in here and that's the same thing when you're putting in the work for your company this is something mm. that is yours so you might be spending way more hours working in your company than you are for somebody else but it's directly yours you don't have to wait on anybody to tell you when payday is. You get to decide that. You don't have to, you know, nobody has to tell you which 15 hours you're going to work. You decide that. Right. <laughs> if you decide in the middle of the day that you need a nap, then you get to go ahead and take your nap. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's something that you're building that you can stand on. Mm -hmm. and you're, you're owning it yourself. When you are working for someone else, you're helping somebody else to build their building. Correct. Correct. Somebody who can come and tell you to get out at any time. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the reality of it. And let me ask you this. Do you find that now that you, you know, you, you have your, uh, your business and we're doing our business venture together, do you find that you're like, hmm, I need to support more black businesses. I need to support more, more small businesses. I know for me, now that I'm actually a small business owner, black woman owner, you know, I find that I'm like, you know what? I definitely need to be more supportive of other businesses like mine because I want to see them flourish and I would want that same support too. Um, and I'll admit, you know, I've always supported, you know, small businesses, black owned businesses, minority owned businesses, women owned businesses, but now I'm even more conscious of it because of the space I'm in. Like, have you found that that same thing happen to you? Like, oh, I need to be supporting more business owners like myself. I honestly think that I've always been that way. You mm -hmm. know, supporting um, other black owned businesses has always been a mission for me. Um, mm -hmm. So I can't say that it's more now. Um, 
because it's just always been something that's been in my heart to do, even when I didn't want to um, do it myself, when I didn't want to be a business owner myself. I think, um, shouting out another name here, but I think Cynthia Daniels has been key with that for me over the past five or six years because she highlights that so much and makes it easy to find um, Black-owned businesses. But I think that um, I kind of see myself as part of a whole. Um, <clears throat> and so... I've always looked at supporting a Black-owned business as supporting myself, as supporting, mm -hmm. you know, uh, somebody. I, I, I had a friend that I would always support her, <laughs> her um, clothing industry. And a lot of times I would be like, I'm helping send her child to college. You know, yeah. I'm helping this, this little girl is going to be making decisions um, when I'm old. You know what I mean? And so I've always looked at pouring into Black-owned businesses as I'm pouring into their kids. I'm yeah. pouring into their grandkids. And when I'm 80 years old, these are going to be the people who are making political decisions out here. So I need to pour into them, you know? And so, or, or I hope that they're making, <laughs> making political decisions. So I think that um, that's kind of just always been a thing for me is being intentional because you have to be intentional. Yes. about supporting Black-owned businesses and giving the grace that is needed. I think now that I'm, I've am i launched out and started doing it myself, I understand a little bit more how difficult it is and why some Black-owned black, black -owned businesses face the issues that they face, why some of them close, you know, when you're thinking that they're doing great and they end up shutting down. Like I, I it's giving me a different view, <laughs> kind of a behind the scenes look. And so I have even more grace for it now than I used to. You know, mm -hmm. if you go in to a restaurant, for example, and the operations are not great, um, I'm not the type of person that's gonna strike that place off the list and never come back. Yeah. You know, I'm going to give that Black-owned business another opportunity, especially now, more sensitive to it now, I'll say that, mm -hmm. because I get how difficult it is. You know, yeah. I can't, I know how difficult it is to get technology to do what you needed to do at the time <laughs> you needed to do it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I understand what it's like if a therapist is having an issue and she's late to the session. So now I know exactly why this happening because I'm experiencing it. So it helps me to have more grace for people, I think. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's a good point too. And I think, I mean, we've seen it. We History has shown us over and over again, like you look at Black Wall Street and, uh, you know, mm -hmm. and how successful that was and, you know, they thrive. And so mm -hmm. when you do have those small black owned businesses, or even not just small, but just like black owned businesses, um, it brings so much wealth and prosperity to the community too. You talked yeah. about, you know, supporting your friend's business. So that way you're supporting her children and her legacy mm -hmm. too. And all of that, all of that comes back to the community. Um, mm -hmm. you know, and so that's why it's really important too, when you look at uh, from an economic standpoint and looking at it from like a community aspect as well. And so, yeah, I guess, if you have one piece of advice for mm -hmm. someone who's on the fence, like, oh, you know, that's something I've always wanted to do. I want to sell candles. I want to sell soap. I want to start to shop. But, you know, I just I have reservations about it. Like, what would your advice be for that one person who may have reservations about going out there and, and giving it a shot? I would say this um, to my sisters in particular. Black girl. <laughs> You support 
everybody. Look at your history. You encourage everybody. You're a cheerleader for everybody. You believe in everybody. You give man after man after man after man, <laughs> opportunity after opportunity, chance after chance after chance. I know I've done it. When you know you need to cut it off and quit and give up and you keep going, okay? You give 125% on your job. I don't think black women know what it means to just give 100. I, I don't think we know what it means to give 50. We go above and beyond for our families, for our children, for our nieces and nephews, for we just extra. We're the definition of extra, except for when it comes to ourselves. Yes. We then act as though we're not worthy of what we give to everybody else. So my advice, particularly particularly to um, our Black sisters listening to this, take some of that. <laughs> take all of it, of what you're already doing, and be selfish. Pour it into yourself. That's like you already have the mindset, the mentality, you have the stick to itness to be an entrepreneur. You already have it. It's just displaced because you're using it on everything and everybody else. So my advice would be to shift that and take what you already have and bet it on you. Bet on the black. Okay. Bet on yourself. <laughs> Yeah. All that love you pouring into somebody else, pour it into you. Yes. All of that, I believe in you. You know, you little Ray Ray could come home with F every semester and you can keep hoping and keep praying and keep pouring into him, believing that an A is going to come at some point. That's <laughs> just how we are. I believe yeah. that that's the way God made us, you know? And so take it and use it for you. Put that confidence that, that, um, that mindset, that encouragement, that cheerleader, be it for you. And I believe that the same way that other people thrive as a result of what we pour into them, you can thrive as well by just letting yourself fill up. Yeah, I love that. And you know what? To add to that, I think if I could give one piece of like closing advice and say like, you know, I, I have to reiterate this, you don't have to go at it alone. <laughs> it's easy to feel like, okay, this is mine. You know, I have to have to figure this out. It, like you don't have to try to figure it all out by yourself. You can reach out to other entrepreneurs, other people and say like, hey, how have you done this? How are you tracking your spending? What are you using for your accountant? What are you using for your marketing? There's so many resources out here that we just don't know about because we're not like intentional, like you mm -hmm. said, you're intentional. I love that. We're not intentional in seeking them out. So mm -hmm. if, I, if I could just reiterate that one thing, like don't try to do it all on your own. Even mm -hmm. if you are a solopreneur, mm -hmm. there's people out here who will give you the advice and the tips and the resources and connect you with other people so mm -hmm. that you can be successful. And mm -hmm. so just know that you're not in this alone. Connect. There's groups out here. You can I'm in a group now, it's a Facebook group, um, and it's specifically for women who have their own businesses. And they mm -hmm. just put different videos in there and they in, we introduce ourselves and talk about what we do. And that's just, that's a great way to get connected and just be yeah. like, okay, I'm gonna connect with other women entrepreneurs because we have that in common and let's see, mm -hmm. let's learn from each other. Mm -hmm. and so, like I said, even if you're by yourself, 
you know, for now, like if you're a solopreneur, just know that, you know, you can still rely on other people and their expertise. Absolutely. And you can, you can give your expertise and share your knowledge as well. Absolutely. And before we close, I, I, I think a perfect example of not going it alone was the young lady who's the CEO uh, of uh, founder of Slutty Vegan. Yes. And how she, I can't think of her name right yes. now, but she's the owner and she gave out all that she started LLCs for all of those graduates. Yes. And, uh, which HBCU um, oh, was that? Now, it, it escapes I think it was Clark Atlanta. I yep. think it was Clark Atlanta for, University. Yeah, for that whole graduating class, she started an LLC for them. Okay, that's a seed planet. That's a yes. that is a walking demonstration of you don't have to do this by yourself. So yes. she gave them the money, or however it was, each one of them left there um, with an LLC. Okay, mm -hmm. and so that's a that's a perfect example, I think of you know, getting help because <laughs> mm -hmm. who knows if that idea was even in their minds to do before she did it, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so I think that um, talking about getting help uh, is one thing, but then also being help for somebody else is, is so important. And I think that's part of the reason why some of us are fighting so hard. It's not just for ourselves, but so that we can turn around and take the fear out of it for somebody else and help somebody else, um, along the way. And so I would just say, um, you know, wherever you have, whatever you have right now, start where you are. Start yeah. where you are. I had to shift that mindset of it's got to be perfect. It's got to be exactly right. I can't launch out here until I have all these ducks in a row. Some of your ducks are not going to be in a row. Some of them mm -hmm. are going to be way across the farm and you have to just pick them up as you go along. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so just start <laughs> where you are. She started them off with just an LLC. Okay. That's it. Cool. That's enough. You know, maybe you just have an idea. That's enough. Maybe you have one candle and one jar in your house. Sell that one. Okay. You don't have to have it all together. This is what my cousin told me. It was so important. You can sell it now because we have this digital world. You can sell it and you can pitch it without it all ready, all being together. Sell so the true. idea. So you true. can make one candle look like 50,000 candles on, on a picture. Nobody mm -hmm. knows how many candles you have already made. Okay, sell it. You can have one cake and that's all you know how to do is, is just chocolate cake. Start right there. There are yes. people who love chocolate cake. So just, you know, start where you are with whatever it is that you have and, and uh, you know, get the help that you need along the way. Yes, I love that. Well, this, ooh, this is, this has been like a great conversation and I'm hoping we've inspired at least, at least some people, you know, and I know it's, it's a journey, it, you know, you got to build up that courage to say, okay, I'm going to go for it. But I'm hoping this will at least, you know, spark something in our listeners to say, hmm, maybe I should finally go for this, this venture I've always wanted to do, but I just needed that little extra boost, that extra push to just go ahead and open up this Etsy shop or whatever it may be. Hopefully this has done this for somebody. Yes, start get started, girl. And if to the person out there that started and it didn't work, girl, start it again. Or whoever's yep. listening to this, however you identify, if you started and it did not work out, start it again. Try again. Go in another direction. You know, it's not the end of the world if it fails. Pick yourself up, dust yourself off, believe in yourself again, and go for it. Cause why not? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> amen. And let the church say amen on that one. <laughs> amen. 
<laughs> yeah, but we, we want to thank you all as always. Um, you know, feel free to check us out every Tuesday, stream us on your favorite platform. We're also on YouTube and, uh, you know, we, we love this. So if there's a certain topic too, that you feel like, huh, I would love to hear MJ and the words take on this, feel free to message us or email us. You can, you can put it in the chats. Uh, just, just, just hit us up. Cause we, we yeah. love to hear from people too, who are listening to us. And so that way we know we're, we're touching on different topics that you all want to hear about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Stay tuned, y'all. We are going deeper. We're going deeper. We ready. <laughs> all right, y'all. You all be blessed. And, you know, we love y'all. Take care. <laughs>